If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started in today's episode i'd like to talk about the norm and okay so i've been thinking about it and the topic is kind of um complex But I'll try to explain it as best as I can and hopefully deliver the message as best as I can. So, um, when it comes to um, a normal, healthy person growing up and um, going by, you know, and going through events in life and everything, um... There are certain things and consistent things that are established in sort of a routine that keep repeating themselves in specific times and at specific times and um, frequently. And it's a routine that is established. And ever since childhood, um, for example, let's say as simple as before going to school, uh, the night before the first day of school, for example, we prepare our um, school supplies, our clothes, our um, uniforms, and our food, for example, and we prepare those the night before. We sleep early. And then we, we try to wake up early the next day to go to school prepared, at least. You know, even if waking up late is um, a necessity. And wearing clothes, you know, uh, washing the face, brushing the teeth, and having the breakfast all together seems to be a thing to be done uh, very um, 
not so coherently, but rather in a very uh, rushing way. All right. Um, you know, things become the norm, and when you get used to something through time, it becomes something your body and mind and soul eventually get used to. Uh, same as in relationships. In relationships, um, things become the norm that you grow old with, uh, you get used to with your partner, or even a family, or a friend, or a co-worker, or a boss. So there are things that um, the person gets used to, and they become the norm in a in a relationship with a healthy person, which makes a healthy relationship. For example, um, communication honest communication about uh, concrete things, telling the truth to each other, helping each other uh, be their best versions, um, supporting each other whenever they are in pain or in trouble, um, being empathic towards each other and showing love and tenderness whenever they feel um, pain or some sort of sadness or some sort of hurtfulness or frustration um, being there for the partner whenever they're stressed out nervous scared um, supporting their happiness and genuinely genuinely supporting their happiness and being happy for them and celebrating their happiness as well as listening to their problems to their um, pains and aches and doing things interchangeably, of course, and because the the relationship is all about exchange. You can't expect someone to do everything for you, like in the things that I just mentioned now, and you're not doing anything for them because that is narcissistic and selfish, um, self-centered. Uh, so yeah, it, it's all about exchange. Whether you do something to someone, you give something to someone, or you earn something from someone, you give them back to them. In a, in a, in a very, in your own way, like, sort of like when you're given a phrase and you're trying to paraphrase it. It's like that. When you're given something, a gesture, um, an act, a behavior, something that is done to you that is good... You try to creatively come up with something similar, but in your own words, as they say, to that person who gave you that act, and you show appreciation, you show you that you are grateful to that person. You're not absorbing their um, tenderness and affection, but you're also giving them a part of you so it's like returning to the topic of exchange it's all about exchange right so that's in a healthy relationship the same goes for in a family context in a family context it's really extremely important for both parents and children as they grow older to realize that there are things that are supposed to be the norm 
in order for a healthy child to grow up to become a healthy adult that's gonna have potentially healthy children to raise them in a healthy family um context parent child relationships um if 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 there are things that are uh gotten used to that are um that last for years like they're repeated for years it's a it's a routine that is established throughout years of the child's life as they grow older uh it's easy for the mind and body to get used to that thing as the norm okay and i put the norm between quote between quotation marks um say for example uh a teen and I'm talking about I'm talking about the most fragile and challenging basically age uh or you know just a challenging age range or probably an age range that is reasonable to be challengeable <laughs> uh so for example uh parents give or allow for the child some um a deadline before they come home after they get they hang out with their friends so suppose that that deadline is right before the night comes out the la- the latest of the day which means at the very end of the daylight that's how far that's how far they can stay up and that's how much they're allowed to stay outside of the house because they have to go home before the night comes out you know so um i mean that is uh, that is understood as a protective um way that parents parents teach it teach their child and um a protective sort of parenting to um probably for the intention of teaching the child that it is important to be uh to come home in one piece basically safely and before any kind of crazy people out there uh that aim only for destruction and the hurt of others to come up out of nowhere so imagine that let's imagine that way okay and that and that kid that teen basically uh gets used to it day by day as as they hang out it becomes something that is gradually but surely and saved like when you save a game saved within their uh subconscious mind and then it becomes the norm because once they get used to that by the time the the end of the daylight is over and now it's completely dark outside and it's night it, they have um sort of crossed over that um norm it's no longer the norm it's kind of like between quotation marks outlandish for them to come home after that 
curfew hour, okay? So, and then it becomes really a scary, stressful moment for that person because now they are out of the norm and they are going home in this late of in this late of hour and they're panicking and they're freaking out because um because this wasn't the norm this was something out of the norm this was something that is exceptional all right but these things happen in everyone's life at some point being a teen or even in their 20s or later but something like that you know it's something that as an example that becomes the norm that is saved within the subconscious mind as the mind as something that the mind and the body get used to and as something that is sacred let's say okay so um yeah but and for example in healthy relation uh, relationships as well as family context family wise it's extremely important to set up boundaries and boundaries are these self um evolutionary but also protective styles and strategies that someone imposes in order for them to protect themselves from potential harm. I mean, it's not that people are always well-mannered, you know? People, like, even the closest ones to our to us can hurt us in various painful ways. A boyfriend potentially can hurt their girlfriend by crossing over her boundaries, or vice versa, she can cross over his boundaries she can be um borderline or narcissistic or whatever someone who is abusive basically and i'm talking gender free uh in a gender free way because this can be done by both males and females to each other and things can get you know hit the fan sometimes right so when that person becomes abusive um there are there's this thing that people cannot avoid at all is when these people are cunning enough to create sort of a vicious cycle that becomes the norm all right i hate to say this but people do this and people who are not aware of this kind of uh, vicious cycle that keeps repeating itself, um, people who are generally ignorant and willfully ignorant about such cases, um, try always to influence their victims and try to make them become a miniature of themselves, like a growing version of themselves to hurt others in the future so imagine for example the case of a romantic relationship where for example um let me think just one sec uh in a rela- in a romantic relationship where um 
Okay, so let's go over crossing the boundaries. Uh, for example, imagine if one of the partners is always, like the first time they know each other, uh, they want to have each other's social media accounts. And they have their password, they have the email, and everything is going, and yeah. Whenever the partner feels like it, they're gonna log into their partner's accounts and stalk them, basically. But not them, but under their name. Like, you know, um, through their partner's profile, they find out with whom they're talking, how they're talking to others, who are they friends with, what they're doing, what their interests are, what they uh, participate in, what kind of what kinds of events um, are they are interested in, and a lot of a lot of these aspects here and there, just sporadically checking upon them, and then it's not just done once, you know. It's it's like purposely done every once in a while, every now and then, every other day, every other week. So let's imagine, for example, this thing, this, this, this logging through the partner's social media accounts is gradually becoming more and more frequent. At first, at first it is once a week, and then it's every other day. It is every other two days, and then it becomes every day, and then it becomes every hour. So, it's like, it's that cunning, really cunning, and stupefying strategy that, of, of boundary crossover, of, of boundary assault, to basically uh, disrespect that partner and to log into their social media accounts just because they are their partner and just because they want to make sure that they're not um, giving away their trust. And on the outside, it may look like the partner who's doing so is logging in through their partner's social accounts to be something as though, okay, I'm only going to log in through your accounts, like Facebook or Instagram or whatever, for as an intention of me to to um as a sign that i trust you that i want to be able to trust you when i log in through your social media accounts i want to protect you also if someone is ha harassing you i can contact them through your account and they won't even know that it is me they just know that it is you, and they think it's you, so I'm only using this for your own sake, and your own protection. And without the partner... Okay, so let me just say, partner A, who is the abuser, partner B, who is the abused. Partner B, without realizing how... Well, first, at first, it's, it's, it's a mindfuck, basically, because who does that? first of all. And second, it's not a sign of trust, it's a sign of jealousy, it's a sign of distrust rather than trust. It's a, it's a sign of being suspicious of the partner B who doesn't even know what's going on. Partner A shows that 
is it's from a kind heart it's from generosity it's because they love this person it's because they want to show that they care for this person they are um trying to show how much they appreciate their person etc and it's the same bullshit it's the same gaslighting all the time and this person b is trying to to deny this what's going on on the outside what looks on the outside is innocent they try to the person b i mean they're trying to deny that what the person a is doing is bad and is wrong and is out of the norm and the norm should be that everyone should have their own accounts separately because and they know i mean each person is responsible for whomever they talk to eventually they're not gonna i mean unless they cheat on that person then yes it's important to check their account and to verify and to face that person and make them tell the truth however bad it sounds but in the case of normal like that someone that person b is pretty much healthy like psychologically speaking they're healthy and they're loyal to their partner there's no chance that that person is going to cheat but the, the person a is doing what looks like to be innocent and caring and loving and affectionate when it's actually not it's just a facade of 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 how really hungry and addicted they are to their own supply the person b is basically their supply their their projection of themselves they they don't think of them as an individual as a separate human being as a separate entity they only think of them as a projection of themselves something that is projected that needs to be that needs to belong to its source so that's how it may seem it, it may be interpreted in that way but to the person b their mind is literally fucked because they don't know what to do they don't know what to think anymore they're kind of in this phase where what the fuck what the fuck's going on like why is this happening since when and this is this is like some this is a key word since when do they begin to do this why are they doing this right now why didn't they do this from the beginning like the, i mean abusive people you know they choose random times when they do that when they do this it's 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 usually when it's been a while for the relationship that they start doing this and the person b is 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 literally like confused and they don't know what the fuck is going on because they think well, well since when did this happen like since when did they suddenly out of no other out of the blue did they decide to become my detective like they want to know every single detail of um whomever i have with whomever i'm having conversations um who whomever i mingle with and all like all, all these types of questions that are basically left um unanswered unfortunately and it's because of the so much 
gaslighting that's going on. And I want to emphasize the word gaslighting because as I said, what looks on the facade does not look as what it actually is beneath uh, the surface. It's, it's, it's gaslighting, basically. You know, the real intention is to... Like, like the, the idiomatic English expression would say, curiosity killed the cat. And that's how it is. Because, I mean, they're so curious and they're so nosy, nosy about their partner's affairs and everything. And they're interested in whomever they're talking to and they're, the kind of events they're, par- they're participating in, their, their tendencies, their their preferences, whatever. And, they, and they're doing this. It's like... A, f- a fucking war so they're okay so back to the topic of the norm so like i said earlier they do this a little bit uh frequently and the longer the relationship lasts for the more frequent this gets okay so and then it becomes the norm as i said which is extremely confusing for the person b who's being done, uh, who's being involved in this out of their will, even though at first they agreed upon it. But it seems later on that this thing is not normal. It's not how healthy relationships, quote-unquote, work. Because healthy relationships don't work this way. Unless there's a cheating, and I repeat that and I emphasize that, it's important then to check. But to assume that a relationship is healthy based on someone stalking the other person's personal life and their um, uh, social circle out of their will every day, it's outlandish, it's self-centered, and it is not healthy. Alright? Okay. So... And this is the problem, like, when it, is it, when it is done so frequently, it becomes the norm. And then the person B gets used to it. Even though they're confused, they're out of their mind, they're, they're just wondering and asking all of these questions without a clear answer. They have no idea what is going on. But that became norm already, so they have nothing to do about it, I guess. Um, so that's when, like, you you question yourself a lot. You question yourself, and you're like, what is normal anymore? Like, what is the normal thing to do anymore? I don't know. I'm in this relationship where I'm being hacked, quote-unquote, and... I'm not even aware of of like how well well mannered my partner is when clearly all they're doing is is not really trust 
they're not showing any type of trust. They're not making, they're not allowing me the opportunity to show them that I am a trustworthy person. They're doing this out of suspicion and they're doing this because they don't trust me. I feel like they don't trust me. They do not believe me. They want to log into my social accounts just because they are my partners and so-called loved ones. And they want to show that they want to show me how much they want to protect me they want to show me how much they love me they care for me and all that bullshit which is only the facade basically um so being gaslit all this time and all this really uh painful really confusing mind-blowing but also like a freaking uh what's the game in that funfair um, wait a minute, uh, what's that game, what's that, uh, yeah, like the tornado, basically, like the roller coaster, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, that roller coaster of feelings, questions, what the F is going on is never really given a clear answer to. So that person is left hanging in the so-called new norm. When, so it comes a time when, when they argue, okay, uh, person A and person B argue, person B presents, um, questions what person A is doing, um, and they try to face them and they try to come up with arguments that will try to convince person A to stop doing this and to respect their boundaries as much as person B is doing to person A, but it seems useless, alright? It seems useless for this person B to convince person A that what they're doing is wrong. And they fight and they argue and person A is all over the place. Person A is not empathetic at all they don't care they just they're instead of admitting even like instead of admitting that what they're doing is wrong instead they blame the person b for how um bad person a is for how crazy person b is for how um sensitive person b is when in fact when, when the fact is, person A is doing all the manipulation and all the gaslighting and they're obsessed with lying. It's like the compulsive lying and denial of things when things are happening in plain sight. But to person A, it seems pretty fucking normal for them to do such a thing. It's out of their love and passion and, and affection towards person B. When it's clearly not. And person B then decides to leave, finally. Okay, because these things take time and these things take a lot of internal struggle and I have personally been there and a lot of the times you threaten that person that you're going to leave and you're going to end this relationship or you don't even threaten them, you basically ignore them for a while and then they hoover around you, like they ask your your acquaintances, your friends, like how you're, how you're doing, what's going on with you and then, and then they just come up out of nowhere they just okay so um they are very very quiet and silent for 
couple of months and then they come out of nowhere and they love bomb you and they just tell you oh i miss you so much you're you're this person you're so precious to me i missed you i have lost this important person in my life and you have been the one for me and you left and i felt so hurt for what you've done and as as an ordinary person uh, of 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 normal rational analytical skills and feelings you feel kind of like oh my god i'm just like oh i'm so guilty you know shouldn't have done this to this person maybe i maybe i'm a little too imbecile maybe i've done something wrong to when you actually haven't done anything wrong you saved yourself from that situation you saved yourself from that abusive person but how cunning and how freaking um manipulative these per these people are is beyond imagination i mean it's like they they go to this mode of hibernation and you think everything is well everything is going fine you're you're growing you're healing you're back to being yourself you're back to presenting the best version of yourself out there you're connecting with people more than you've ever been able to before and then this person comes out of fucking nowhere and then you become weak and that's the problem they trigger you you are not weak by nature because you already are healing okay when you break up from this relationship you are already healing you're trying to discover yourself and try to rediscover yourself and rebuild yourself and and you're trying to go on through the self evolution regardless of how bad the relationship went so you are creating your own self evolution regardless <laughs> and then this person comes out of nowhere and what they do is they trigger you they trigger your feelings they know you're they're they're, they're fucking computers like these people are like fucking computers they know your weakest points your um vulnerabilities and when the time is per se right they know how to trigger you how to provoke your feelings and how to make you feel guilty and guilt trip you rather is the word that i'd like to use they guilt trip you into thinking that you are the wrong person for leaving them you have done this and this and this and this and it makes them feel really bad they're angry for what you've done you are doing something wrong you are ruining this relationship people love to hear about our quote unquote relationship that is clearly unhealthy but on the facade seems to be perfect and what people um strive to have and yeah so it's this really huge roller coaster of things that just what the fuck and and when when and when people get out of such relationships and they get themselves out of these situations and they eventually try to save themselves they try to figure out what the norm is because 
to them, to these people, they are victims of these manipulations and this gaslighting and this and these guilt tripping and this trauma bond. These trauma bonds are created in abusive toxic relationships like regard you know, like when despite the the trauma, despite the crisis, despite the problems, despite the pain, the hurt, the anger, the frustration, the stress, they are bonded to this person. They feel like this bond is created out of out of their will, obviously. Okay? And so when they get out of this relationship, they're so confused and so um unaware of what's sane and what's not anymore that they don't know what the norm is what's supposed to be what is the norm that is supposed to be is anymore you know because they got used to a norm that was created by the abusive person and so when they get out of that relationship they don't know anymore what's the real genuine truthful and correct and healthy norm that should be um established in their life and that's and that's really sad you know that's extremely painful and just sad to have to go through that and i have been through that personally with a narcissistic with a narcissistic as i don't even want to call him a boyfriend because honestly I just I don't know like just whatever whatever was in his mind basically was crazy and it's not just about like crossing over my boundaries and logging in through my social media accounts that's just an example but um having to freaking accept the fact that there is no time to take a break when we don't like when 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 we ch- we don't chat like we have to constantly chat we have to constantly come up with something new to talk about and and one of us actually me have to receive the fact that my ex narcissistic asshole bf always sent me these dirty jokes and i had to these pictures and these annoying 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 references and connotations and even implications of of sexual content of everything and the dirty jokes about everything as something that is the norm when i know deep down personally i fucking disagree with it because i don't like to see everything as something that is sexual you know life is not just about sexual stuff you know there's more to life than that obviously but what what this person made me see in life though that they narrowed my vision about everything only to be focusing on the sexual context of everything and i was so confused because 
through that relationship, like, I got used to it as as though it was the norm, as though every single relationship out there in the world is built like this. Someone is influencing the other one into thinking that everything is sexual. I mean, I know every one of us has their sexual, horny, lustful side, but come on, there are limitations to everything. There are boundaries that are supposed to be set, you know? A specific time when we talk about sexual stuff is fine. Every once in a while, that's fine. Every once in a while, you send me a dirty joke, I send you a dirty joke, it's fine. But on the constant basis of every time that I log in and I have to freaking uh, accept the fact that I have to talk about something sexual or make a topic sound sexual, to me, that is sickening and that is something that is exhausted so much of my soul and energy and mind and body so much that i just couldn't take it anymore i had i i i frequently even threatened to leave three or four times and and the relationship only lasted for three months (laughs) luckily like i don't want to call well kind of Kinda basically, I was starting to get influenced by that time, but before it got any worse, thank God, you know, I left, and and it's not just like the final decision that I took from the first time, it was like after three failed trials of me leaving this person, and every time I tried to leave this person, they would do this tactic where they go silent for a period of time, and then they come out as this person who is loving and caring out of all of a sudden. They're going to change. They're going to be their best way version of themselves. Um, and, and most importantly, what, th- what they did to get me back every time is that they guilt tricked me. And I felt for that. I felt for that. All, that. all the times that I tried to get out of the relationship. I was guilt-tripped, and I was stuck in this trauma bond, regardless of my will. It didn't matter what I thought. It didn't matter how I felt. It didn't matter that I blamed that person for what they did. It didn't matter to them at all. It just seemed the fucking norm for them to blame me over something that I tried to stop and eliminate. It didn't matter. All that mattered was their need that that was supposed to be met. That sexual drive that was supposed to be met. And I'm not talking about having sex on the physical sense, but talking about it on a constant fucking basis. As if there's nothing to talk about in the world other than sex and sexual stuff. Like, that is so sickening. And just to know, and just to be in that situation is, like so fucking bitter and just i'm so grateful that i left that i am no longer this person whom he's gonna influence becoming a wall to these kind of people these kinds of people unreactive unresponsive totally ignoring cold wall to these people it's the best thing you can do. It's the best thing you can do. And 
however, like, even if they threaten you, like, I was threatened after I finally left, that I would be haunted, that I would be watched over, that I would never be able to ignore them, that I would never be able to, um, stop communicating to them, because it's inevitable, quote-unquote, for me to, um, come across them when I'm walking down the street, for fuck's sake, it's, it's, it's they're, they're, they're fucking, they're, they say these things that are triggering, and it's, it's simply language, it's, it's only language, you know, but it's, um, it's, it's like, it's their way of 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 triggering you into thinking oh my god they're going to do something they're going to they're going to they're going to come out of nowhere and i have to save myself what am i what am i going to do what am i going to say what what if what if me what am i going to do and all these kind of questions just to trigger your fear it's all about that they don't care about you they care about them and their needs being met and that's it. That's what a narcissistic fucking asshole would do. They're never empathetic. They never really put themselves in the shoes of others. They want to be um stuffed with um the approval, the um evaluation, evaluation. Anyway, the admiration and the approval of others, regardless of how others feel, you know, it's all about them. You know, they're so obsessed with themselves. All they care about is how their needs are met, unfortunately. Well, um, right, so talking about the norm, basically, is, like I said, a complex topic. This may be, this may not be the whole, like, the episode that's, that's, well, um sufficiently explain norm i guess i don't know maybe <laughs> but um yeah uh trying to leave the comfortable situation where a new unhealthy norm is built is definitely difficult but it is worth a try to to leave that toxic norm that is built out of one's will. It is extremely important to to go for and strive for self-evolution regardless of the pain they had, regardless of, um, you know, regardless of the toxic norm they've been through. They have to find out the truth. We all have to find out and discover and search and find a truth that we have so for so long been yearning to find. And that truth that we have been masked for. That truth that has been hidden from us. That has been masked. That has been manipulated and gaslit and just basically um destroyed at some point you know we have to get ourselves out of those dangerous situations and find 
and belong to the true healthy norms that logic and emotions relate to. That the healthy logic and the healthy emotions relate to. Alright? So, yeah. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. So, the episode has ended here. And you can guess this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> no, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh webpage of the podcast i will take care of it to conclude this was self-evolution regardless i'm your host maramber horma and i will see you in the next episode